Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another podcast episode of Daily Mind. It's I, once again, your host. Happy Saturday evening. How is everyone's Saturday going? Uh, hopefully, all is well. Um, I just got in not too long ago. I had a really long, crazy freaking day um, of biblical proportions. Uh, maybe I'm just exaggerating that a little bit, but uh, it was a long day. It really was a long day, okay? Um, <laughs> all right, but no, the day was fine. I'm still alive, so I guess that's a good thing. Hopefully, everybody else had a really, really good day, too. All right, let's get into it. Um, I have no funny stories to tell. It's just been a really long day dealing with some soldier stuff and stuff like that, and yeah, it's long, long, long day. That's all I got to say about that. It's, yeah, um, but other than that, I'm good. All right, so it's Saturday. It doesn't mean anything special. In terms of topics, like Mondays and Fridays. Um, but today, I want to talk about something that I was going to talk about before my hiatus, but I couldn't quite get around to it. Um, I want to talk about today, you know, what was on my mind. And it was definitely one of the topics I was going to save for when I continue this episode. I'm sorry. Continue this season. Uh, actor Paul Rubens. Okay, one of my favorite actors um, passed away a few weeks ago. Uh, Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. Okay. Um, passed away, succumbed to cancer a few weeks ago, caught everybody off guard at the age of 70, okay? Um, not too far away from his 71st birthday, mind you. Um, but again, you know, it's one of those things that just kind of tugged at the strings. And, you know, I did an episode a while ago on um, celebrity deaths, okay, um, how they affect people. Because, you know, we look at celebrities as immortal like we never could picture them dying okay we've seen them like through so many different movies we've seen them die in movies and shit like that but we never really like um you know see them die in real life you know we don't picture that okay um but with paul rubens okay i, I thought this man was gonna live a long time and unfortunately uh that was not the case he lost the battle of the cancer kept it very private though but he did leave like a heartfelt message like he knew his time was coming he left the message apologizing as to why he did not tell anybody about the cancer sooner. He still managed to still do projects. His last project I think he was working on was a reboot of The Penguin. I guess it was supposed to be like a TV show where he played Mr. Cobblepot because if you go back in time to 1992, I believe, he played Mr. Cobblepot and Batman Returns just one year after his unfortunate Florida incident, okay? Um, yeah, but, you know, even despite that incident, he still was in the media very heavy. You know, he was everywhere still, and still somewhat very popular, too. Uh, played in movies like Matilda, Mystery Men, and other things, and, you know, dabbled a little bit into the WWE realm, and, yeah, the guy was everywhere, you know, and he, he had a gimmick, and he stuck with it. So, um, with that being said, so tonight, I'm going to go talk about Paul Rubens from when he was born, um, go through a little bit of his career, what made him peewee, and then, you know, just you know everything i'll try to cover as much as i can in a half hour it's not going to be like a a really long-winded sort of deal like going through every single single detail of his life um but just enough um some of the more important accolades of his life especially when he became Wee herman so you know without further ado uh we're going to talk about paul rubens rest in peace Wee herman Hey, 
all remember that intro coming up back in the day. Um, you know, I remember watching uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. It used to come on CBS 2 um, when I was living in Brooklyn, New York coming up. Um, Pee Wee's Playhouse would come on every Saturday. Um, at the time, I think the show ran from about 1986 to about 1990. So that's about the ripe age of about four or five years old for me um, that I've watched Saturday morning cartoons, which God, I, I miss so much is uh, Saturday morning cartoons. Um, but yes, but before the show, he was still Pee Wee Herman um, doing stand-up comedy and stuff like that. You will have to go back to the late 70s, early 80s for where, you know, that, that whole thing started, okay? So, but you got to go before that time to find out how this man manifested to this man-child-like character. Paul Rubens, you know, Pee Wee Herman kind of deal, right? So... Going back to the beginning. Now, Pee-wee is from New York, right? Paul Rubens is from New York. He was born Paul Rubenfeld, all right? And a lot of people don't really know that. He was born on August 27th, 1952 in Peekskill, New York. Sort of kind of not really upstate New York, but also not very far from uh, from New York City, okay? So he was born August 27th, 1952. So he sort of died a uh, little less than a month away from, I believe it would have been his uh, 71st birthday. According to his bio, right? Now, again, I'm sourcing this from IMDb, okay? I find them to be a credible source. I've done my research about Paul Rubens myself, but I want to just go through a more slightly written biography, and I'm going to take little snippets as I go through the biography um, of this man and, and, and as we discover, like, how did he become Pee Wee Herman and how did he become so famous and what, what was the inspiration behind this character, okay? Now, it says here, Paul Rubens was born Paul Rubenfeld on August 27th, 1952 in Peekskill, New York, um, to his mother, Judy Rosen, a teacher, and Milton Rubenfeld, who was a car salesman who had flown for the air forces of the U.S., U.K., and Israel, and he became one of, um, and was one of the pioneering pilots. It's funny, Paul Rubenfeld's father, Milton Rubenfeld, was actually one of the founding fathers of the Israeli Air Force. Yeah, I kid you not, big fucking deal. This guy was a pilot. For the Americans, the English, and then eventually the Israelis. Like Milton Rubenfeld, look this guy up. This guy is, he's a big deal in Israel, okay? I'm pretty sure his name is virtually every fucking where. All right, so those are his parents, gave birth. And mind you, Paul Rubens had more siblings, okay? You don't ha ever hear anything about them, but he had other siblings. He was not an only child. Um, it also says here that, um, let me see. Um, Paul, he grew up in Sarasota, Florida, where his parents owned a lamp store. During winters, the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus called Sarasota home, and young Paul counted such big-top families as the Wallanders and the Zacchinis among his neighbors. When he was 11 years old, he joined the local Oslo Theater, um, and during the next six years, he appeared in a variety of plays. After graduating from Sarasota High School in 1970, he attended Boston University for one year before deciding to seek his fortune as Paul Rubens in Hollywood. Okay, so I guess this is a point where things just really... Uh, start to pick up. I guess this is where we start to really see the, the foundation laid for uh, Pee Wee Herman, okay? Oh, gosh, this phone call, I'm declining that. God damn it. Um, <laughs> so he was in Hollywood. He enrolled as an acting major at the California Institute of the Arts, Cal Arts, right? And accepted a string of pay-the-rent jobs ranging from pizza chef to fuller brush salesman, all right? So, okay, Pee Wee Herman, he leaves Florida, now, again, um, I think there was also another factoid that he asked his dad when he was about five years old to build him a stage where he can perform, right? So he already had entertainment in his blood. Now, mind you, his mom 
was not an entertainer by far. His dad was not an entertainer. He was a fighter pilot. So where did he get this inspiration from, right? So it, it literally said that the circus is the reason which got him so inspired into entertainment. Like, he had a movie literally called Big Top, Pee-wee's Big Top Circus, which was, I guess, somewhat the sequel to Pee-wee's Big Adventure, but it wasn't as popular as that first movie. All right, so it said in the mid-1970s, his acting career grew slowly and steadily with small roles in theater productions, gigs at local comedy clubs, and four guest appearances on The Gong Show. Um, during his time of education and employment, he joined an improvisational comedy trope called The Groundlings. Very famous. A lot of famous comedians came from The Groundlings. Okay, I think Phil Hartman, yep, Conan O'Brien, Lisa Kudrow, and the late Phil Hartman, John Lovitz, and Julia Sweeney brought laughs for audiences with skits starring scads of imaginative, self-created characters. Among Rubin's contributions to this comedic community were a philandering husband named Moses Feldman, an Indian chief named Jay Longtoe, and now fallen Pee Wee Herman, and now the fallen Pee Wee Herman who debuted in 1978. Little known fact that him and he met Phil Hartman there. Phil Hartman was actually on Pee Wee's Playhouse, the actual TV show, because their, their time goes back to the groundlings. Okay, now Phil Hartman passed away um, by suicide, by way of suicide. Well, not suicide. Well, his this, the story with Phil Hartman is really, really crazy, but it did like involve a suicide of sorts. It was kind of crazy, um, but that's for another episode. All right, um, so moving right along, we're like slowly like getting into the 80s with this guy, okay? Um, it says, Pee-wee was a funny man-child of indeterminate age and sexuality who created a sarcastic enthusiasm for the popular culture of the 1950s and 60s. So I guess you could say his character was kind of inspired by like Howdy Do era. Um, if you guys follow old school television kids shows, Howdy Do, I think that was like a big draw for Pee-wee. Um, but like a lot of people thought that his character, Pee-wee Herman, was gay. But in reality, he wasn't, he didn't really have a sex, he was asexual. He was supposed to be like a man child. Okay. He wasn't like, you know what I mean? He didn't really have a sexuality to him, if it made sense. Um, the geeky character wardrobe consisted of a gray suit, a white short sleeve shirt, accessorized with a red clip-on bow tie, and white patent leather loafers. He wore his jet black hair military short with a defiant turf, tuft, I mean, in front. He accentuated his lily-white complexion with pink cheeks and red lipstick. This is why people thought Pee-wee was a little, you know, out there. Um, Rubens drew inspiration for Pee-wee's geeky behavior from a youth he had attended summer camp with and derived his creations... Boyish, boyish voice from a character he played as a child actor. Pee-wee appeared for only 10 minutes of the Groundlings show, but he nonetheless built up a considerable following and turned out to be the star of the 80s and early 90s. The Pee-wee Herman show in 1981 ran for five sellout months at the Los Angeles Roxy Nightclub, and HBO taped the performance and aired it as a special. So the man rose to fame super fucking quick, right? Found the gimmick, found some inspirations from his childhood, put it together, and was like, boom. All right, I got a character. All right? Now, things start to pick up in the 80s, okay? And it says here, now a genuine comedy circuit star, he became a frequent guest of David Letterman and favorite at uh, Caroline's in New York. In 1984, he sold out Carnegie Hall. He later auditioned for the cast of Saturday Night Live in 1975, but when that didn't turn out as planned, he started writing a feature-length screenplay for Pee-wee to star in and asked friend Tim Burton to direct. Released to widely divergent reviews, Pee-wee's Big Adventure in 1985 followed its star cross-country in a madcap search for his beloved stolen bike. 
The $7 million picture ended up grossing $45 million. $45 million don't sound like a lot today, but you got to go back to 1985. To a movie that has a character that damn near nobody has really heard of before, right? Making $45 million off a $7 million budget is big shit. Okay, not to mention that's the same year Back to the Future came out. And I'm pretty sure that Back to the Future was the highest grossing movie that year. All right, it said um, the following year. Now, this event, this next event is where Pee Wee comes to TV. Now, Pee Wee, at the time, Paul Rubens, he, a lot of his shows were at nightclubs, HBO specials. You know, kids didn't really have, not a lot of people had access to cable. Okay, you having cable back in the day, you had to have some money. Now, what's about to happen was when he strike the, the deal with CBS, where he goes on to regular television and entertain kids. Now, his his show was not really thrown like designed for kids, okay? But somebody was like, yo, maybe we can make this guy into a kid show. All right, so it says here, um, <clears throat> it says here, the following year, CBS, which had been losing children's audiences to cable programming, was interested in finding something to shore up its Saturday morning lineup. Uh, the network company signed him to act, produce, and to direct its live-action children's program called Pee-wee's Playhouse in 1986. They doled out an eye-popping budget of $325,000 per fucking episode. The same price as a primetime sitcom, Rubens received complete creative control, abate with three minor exceptions. During its five-year run on CBS, he never appeared in general as himself. He even granted printed interviews in full Pee-wee regalia. So, that's crazy. So, he always just appeared as Pee-wee. He just never really as Paul Rubens. Kind of crazy. Now, the CBS program ran from 1986 to roughly 1990, okay? Fucking making crazy bank on CBS. But what happened on July 26, 1991 is what kind of sort of just went left. When you thought everything was going great for this man, it took one incident in Sarasota, Florida. On July 26, 1991, on his summer vacation, Rubens was visiting his parents in Sarasota and sought escape from boredom by catching a show of the X-rated film Nurse Nancy. He fell victim to a police sting operation and was arrested for sex charges. When detectives allegedly saw him playing with his private parts, he was released on a $219 bail and nobody realized what had happened until somebody recognized him beneath his long hair and goatee. The media went berserk. So if you ever Google his... Um, his um, mugshot, right? For when he got caught, he he had a goatee and long hair. You didn't even recognize this fucking man. So the person that found out who he was ran with this shit, took it to the media, and they were like, "Oh shit!" And then like the newspapers went bananas with it. And I think New York Post had a tagline that said, "Oh, Pee Wee" or something like that. Like his his his, his it, it it tarnished his career for a bit, and in turn he had to um as a plea as part of a deal. He had to do these PSA commercials about um, not doing crack and, you know, anti-drug commercials. He had to do that, and he did it in his peewee getup with the voice and all. Like, he didn't just appear as a regular person. He had to do the commercials. He did it in peewee garb, okay, as as uh, retribution for what had happened, right? I mean, look, back then, X-rated theaters, he just happened to go there at the wrong, wrong place at the wrong time, okay? And just somehow he got fucking caught. Um... Now, it does say here, um, yeah, nobody realized what had happened until somebody recognized him beneath his long hair and goatee. The media went berserk. Kids show star arrested for a decent exposure. 
Because of his behavior, CBS dropped the Playhouse and related merchandise was released from its shelves. He agreed to pay $50 fine plus $85 in court costs to Sarasota County. And he produced a 30-second public service message for a partnership for drug-free America commercials. Which is odd because he didn't get busted for drugs. He just got busted for indecent exposure, but yet, in turn, had to do a anti-drug commercial. I'm not sure where the connection with that is, and it doesn't really make any sense, but whatever. It says, as part of the deal, the county sealed all legal papers related to the actor's arrest and didn't leave Rubens with a criminal record. The scandal marked the virtual death of Pee Wee Herman. Rubens appeared as his favorite character for the last time at Autumn's MTV Music Video Awards. The enthusiastic reception was not surprising, as he had received 15,000 supportive letters during his arrest. Regardless, he had recently made a promise not to play Pee Wee anymore and use his arrest as a chance to portray other roles. A new feature-length film by Netflix available beginning March 18, 2016 will allow Rubens to show Pee-wee fans his character again in Pee-wee's Big Holiday 2016. Now, between 1991 and 2016, he did appear in movies, okay? He appeared in uh, Batman Returns. He appeared in Matilda. He appeared in Mystery Man, and he appeared as Derek in Blow. Now, I think that role threw everyone by surprise. But I think it was also a way to escape the peewee realm. That fact that Paul himself can do more mature roles than just peewee Herman, right? And he did it, and it showed. Like, even Mystery Men was pretty good, even though it was more like a, um, a spoofy thing. But the fact that he could pull off an R-rated movie, and he did it also well, because his character was highly praised for that. Um, now, of course, going into those movies, it says here, Rubens had landed a series of offbeat character roles. One year after he was taken into custody... He appeared in Burton's Batman Returns as the Penguin, um, Unloving Father. He was a vampire henchman in Buffy the Vampire Slayer in 1992. Subsequent jobs have included voiceover for Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, because, you know, him and Tim were very good friends. A healthy stint as Andrew J. Lansing III on Murphy Brown. Uh, and roles in the feature films that Dunstan checks in, Matilda, Buddy, and Mystery Men. He also signed to MC a new game show based on the popular You Don't Know Jack CD-ROM. All right, um... And then it doesn't really go too much into um, his uh, into the 2000s, but he did land. He did make some cameo appearances in like the WWE. Um, he made appearances and other things. And again, he even had um, he even had um, what you call it, the role in the new Penguin. All right. Now it does have some trivia here about Paul Rubin, some facts. Um, it says here that he dated Debbie Mazar from 1993 to 1999 and credits her for ending the depression resulting from his 1991 arrest. Again, nobody ever thought Pee Wee was straight. People thought that Paul was gay because they never really seen him with, like a woman in a relationship since. Like, of course, he'll take pictures and stuff like that, but he never really seen him as like, you know, because he also never got married, never even had kids. Also, too, it says here, it says he was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at 6562 Hollywood Boulevard on July 20th, 1988. Uh, he credits Joan Rivers as his favorite mentor and best friend. And, of course, as I mentioned earlier, it says that his father fought as a pilot during World War II, first for Britain's Royal Air Force and then for the United States Air Force. He also was one of the first pilots to fly in the Israeli Air Force. Also, the founding member of the comedy trope, The Groundlings. It says here also he early on he had commuted from his home in Los Angeles, California to New York City every week for one year to film Pee Wee's Playhouse before the show moved to California the following year. Not to mention this, too. Um, he was also... Um, hemmed up on child pornography charges, but the case never went to trial. It was dropped from his record in 2002. 
Uh, his friend, he was friends with late Robin Williams. As mentioned earlier, he was a contestant on the Gong Show. Um, his paternal grandparents were Polish Jewish immigrants. His mother was of German Jewish and Russian Jewish descent. It says also, Paul has bought about a Pee Wee revival earlier this year. Paul bought the Pee Wee Herman show to a Nokia theater in Los Angeles as of, um, and it also says um, as of October 26, 2010, he has bought the Pee Wee Herman show to Broadway and he's doing shows up until January 2nd, 2011. Um, arrested for allegedly masturbating at an adult movie theater. Now, this was written a little earlier, so there's a lot of missing from the 2000s. But it says also, too, and I mentioned, he has siblings. He has a younger brother named Luke Rubenfell and one younger sister, Abby Rubenfell, who is an ACL, I'm sorry, ACLU lawyer, not too far from where I live in Nashville, Tennessee. He also spoofed Eminem's song and music video, Just Lose It. <laughs> it says also he's never had a leading role in a full-length feature film outside of his Pee Wee Herman movies. Um, he has played the Penguin's father in both Batman Returns and Gotham. Uh, let's see. It says he um, he confirmed on his appearance on Late Night with Conan O'Brien in 1993 that it's currently bringing back the Pee Wee the Pee Wee character. It also says here his ashes were sprinkled around Peekskill and Oneana in New York State as well as in Sarasota, Florida. That I didn't know, um, but those are two places that he frequent. He was born in Peekskill and then he pretty much grew up in uh, Sarasota, so I guess he was cremated. That was never mentioned though. Um, it said that also he talked himself into moving production of Pee Wee's Playhouse from New York to Los Angeles for the show's second season had been a better move for him much due to the uncomfortable hot weather along with inadequate shooting conditions of working in New York City which combined with Rubens traveling from his California home and of course um, he left us with many quotes right he you know he was always about being kind right this man was not a, not an ounce of violence oozed from this man's pores okay um, one quote I'll read here it says that I tried to be responsible in teaching kids things I thought were good lessons, all in the context of it's okay to be wild and have a good time. Yeah, I, 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 I basically live your life. You know, don't do anything crazy, though, but like, you know, live your life. That's that's what he really feel. Um, that's that's the philosophy he kind of like bestowed upon us. Um, pretty much. And, you know, um, like I said, I got a little choked up at first. This man was an amazing man. Um, yeah. But I'm going to look up some other things, too, because, I mean, the, the biography doesn't really cover everything because I feel like there's a lot of what he's been probably doing in the 2000s, um, but it's missing. Okay. Um, yeah. But he, you know, for a man that said he wasn't going to do Pee Wee no more and he bought Pee Wee Herman back was amazing because I think it was a character he could not do without. Okay. I think he stuck to his origins that Pee Wee Herman is the reason why he is wh where he is today or where he was, that is, uh, because of Pee Wee Herman. There was no way you could, like, take that off and ditch it and throw it somewhere. But he did prove that he was able to do other roles outside the Pee Wee universe. Okay? And, yes, that's true. He's never featured in a full – he was never starring in a movie, like, full length, except for Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Pee Wee's um, Big Top Pee Wee. You know what I mean? Um, pretty much. But uh, let's see. I'm going to go more into his filmography because I, I want to see, because I feel like there was more shit he did in the 2000s. Um, yeah, I, I just want to see what his list of films look like. Because he did voiceovers too, okay? So it's not like he, you know, he, he was just always alive. 
no, but he's done some shit. So I'm gonna go check real quick more into this guy because this guy is um he was a bit awkward to some, but this dude was amazing. He was a comedic genius. Okay. Um, I'm gonna look up some shit he did in the 2000s. So it don't look like very much. Um, the first thing he did was South of Heaven, West of Hell, which I don't know what the hell that is. He did Blow, um, Teacher's Pet, The Tripper, Reno 911, Miami, The Smurfs, The Smurfs 2, as Jokey Smurf, Tom and Jerry's Giant Adventures, Scooby Doo, Mecha Mutt. So these are some of the um, films he did. Television um, during the 2000s. He did a lot of TV. Uh, let's see. Throughout the 2000s, he made some appearances. He was in Rugrats, Abby McBeal. Yeah, I remember the episode as Russell, Everybody Loves Raymond, when he was the comic book guy. I thought that shit was hilarious. Um, where they were spoofing like Pokemon cards or some shit like that. Or they were talking about Pokemon cards. And of course, he made appearances in WWE Raw. He made actually one guest appearance. I thought he, I could have sworn he did more. And then he's, of course, all these. Um, he's done a shitload of um, voiceovers for cartoons. Um, as it sees here. And then Pee-wee's Big Holiday, which I never even thought was a movie. Like, I need to look that up, Pee-wee's Big Holiday, because I would, like, no shit sit there and watch that movie, okay? <laughs> I'm going to find it. But um, looking at his voiceovers, the last voiceover he did for TV was um, Bob's Burgers. And I think they did, like, um, yeah, they did a dedicated in memory of for him. And, of course, he did some video game stuff. What? He was, uh... Wow, he even did a voiceover in Call of Duty Infinite Warfare as Willard Wyler. Boy, who would have fucking thought that? I mean, the man was amazing. He, he was absolutely, uh, he was definitely top tier in my book, you know? So, yeah, died on July 30th, 2023. I mean, we'll never see a Paul Rubens again. I hope to God they don't do that AI shit to try to recreate him. Let him rest in peace. The man has put in his time. He, he's done He's done some bad, but at the same time, he made up for it, okay? And I think uh, he's basically a show of force in that, that, you know, you can fuck up, you know, but stay true to who you are and uh, basically, you know, just make people laugh. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like the same way, too. I love making people laugh. I say some crazy shit, and I'm a dark humorist. Uh, he wasn't a dark humorist, but he found his way to make people laugh. I find my way to make people laugh, and that's all it is. It gets me through the day. To make people laugh, okay? So, you know, that, that guy is definitely going to be missed. I don't know what's going to happen in the future as far as comedy. But I tell you what, though. There's a lot of Paul Rubin stuff I have to catch up on. So I see, based on this, um, um, whatchamacallit, um, you know, based on the filmography I just discovered um, with this all right so um listen it looks like we are about to be done with this episode in about three minutes um again so you know i kind of breezed through that a little quickly but it was basically his life as i don't think i missed too much in you know detail but i think i kind of hit the 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 the, the 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 you know the small thing the, the major things that he has accomplished okay i think um outside of the pv realm I think my other favorite role he's played, oddly enough, believe it or not, Matilda. He was the FBI agent. I thought that was uh, that was pretty interesting. You know, he just it was weird seeing him in that role because he wasn't wearing the Pee Wee garb. He was just wearing regular FBI G Man type fucking clothes. Like it was just kind of weird seeing him that way. And of course, Mystery Men when he played as the spleen, where his his uh, his powers was just him farting. I thought that movie was just somewhat fucking ridiculous but it was funny 
And of course, it had Janine Garofalo in it, which I love some Janine Garofalo. I don't know what it is. She's just cute as shit. All right. So, hey, look. But I got about a couple of minutes. Um, just, you know, I guess that wraps that episode up. But, uh, hey, stay tuned for the next episode whenever that may be. Um, I, like I said, I got a shitload of topics to talk about that I've kind of mustered. Or I might just hear something on the next episode that just might be fresh and new. And I just might want to dive into it. Um, but yeah. All right. So, hey, look, check it out. So I'm about to wrap up this episode. All right. So, hey, thanks for listening once again. And um, I just love doing this podcast. I love just getting my voice out there. I don't know. I think it's fun. It's, it's, it's awesome. All right. So, hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. I got so much more to talk about. All right. So, hey, enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening and the other half of your weekend. All right. Peace out.